Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Inside the GMHL podcast. My name's JR. Thank you once again for tuning in. Today, we got a special episode for you because we are going to be doing the Inside the GMHL version of the awards show, where we're going to be going over the North and South Division awards that were mentioned, as well as a little bit of a playoff preview, as well as my own personal playoff predictions. I'm going to try and do it without bias as much as possible. Here we go. Let's just get right into it. And so as always, I'm just going to run you through the divisional standings right now. The North and South are completely finished. Well, the West will still be playing regular season games this weekend, but their playoff matchups are set. And so I'm going to be starting off with the North Division. So the final North Division standings are the Bradford Rattlers in first, 78 points on the season. Ville Marie second with 66. Meaford third with 53. Temiskaming fourth with 42. And then West Snip in fifth with 32. Muskoka with 28 in 6th place, and then Bancroft at the bottom of the division with 14 points in 42 games. In the South Division, the divisional champion for the regular season was North York, 72 points in 42 games. Everybody obviously played 42 games. Durham with 66 points, 1 point ahead of 3rd place Bradford Bulls. Niagara and St. George, who were close with Niagara taking the 4th spot with 44, and then St. George 1 point ahead in 5th place of 6th place Northumberland Stars, and then Tottenham in 7th place with 29 points, and then 8th and 9th were Streetsville and Windsor with 16 and 12 points respectively. And then currently, there is still the weekend to play for the West Division, but High Prairie has locked off the first seed in the West Division with 74 points in 40 games so far. Northern Alberta locked up second place, 59 points in 40 games. Edson locked up third place with 53 points. McKenzie still undefeated, 16 games, 16 wins for 32 points. Fox Creek with 27 points in 40 games and Slave Lake one point behind with 26 and 40. That'll be a playoff matchup that we'll talk about a little bit later. Kitty Matt with 22 points in 19 games and then Gibbons and Burns Lake with 7 points and 6 points respectively on the season. And I cannot go through who was the final statistical leader in each category just because the West is still playing regular season games this weekend. But what I can do is go to the award winners for the North and the South, which have already been voted on and announced. And so we're going to be starting off the North Division Awards with the MVP, which was awarded to Olivier Lamote of the Vilmarie Pirates. And a little bit of an inside the GMHL bump on that one. He was the only player that we did have this season on for a player interview. And so Lamote takes the award over runner-ups Emil Lavallee from the Timiskaming Titans and Stepan Levitsky from the Bradford Rattlers. Levitsky, however, didn't go home without any hardware. He is taking home the best forward in the North Division. And so he wins it over Jordan Riviere, also of the Pirates, and his own teammate Jesper Eriksson. Uh, Levitsky, obviously, a great season, same as Lamothe. Both were two of the best players on their teams and the two top teams in the North Division standing-wise. Next up, we have the best defenseman in the North Division, and it was no surprise here. I mean, head and shoulders above the rest of the group, in my opinion, having watched them all season, was Etienne Bork of the Ville-Marie Pirates. The runners-up were uh, Lavalet from the Titans once again, and then Dorian Beaupre from the Bancroft Rockhounds. All three, you know, very good nominations. I was surprised because there was a fourth person that I also had on what my ballot would have been, and that was Declan Flanagan from the Knights of Meaford, so just an honorable mention to him, but Etienne Bork Bork takes home the award in that category. For best goalie, it's uh, Oliver Balage of the Bradford Rattlers. His final numbers on the season, he played 23 games on the season, Balage did. He went 21-2-0 
with a goals against average of 224 and a save percentage of 932. Obviously, until the West is done playing, we don't know how he figures among the league leaders regular season wise, but divisionally, he was at the top in those respective categories. And so, no surprise there, Belage taking home goalie of the year. The runner ups were. A pair of Russian players, so Igor Kulikov and Yaroslav Shibanu, and so all three nominations for best goalie were international-born players, Balaj being from Hungary, Kulikov and Shibanu being from Russia, and yeah, it was just a great season with a lot of talented goaltenders in the GMHL. Best defensive forward was awarded to Thomas Kupek of the Knights of Meaford. He has been instrumental in the Knights being one of the top three teams in the North Division this year and taking home victories over you know, some of the other top teams in the league as well. Uh, so Kupek with a very well-deserved uh, nomination and victory in the best defensive cate forward category. The runner-ups were Nico Gregoire from the Titans and Matthew Savignac from the West Nipissing Lynx. And then the Rookie of the Year, there were two nominations, and the winner is Enregis Budziensiens of the South Muskoka Shield. The runner-up was Cody Gibbons of the Knights of Meaford. Uh... And Regis was my choice for the Rookie of the Year. Just a great, great season. And then also from the South Muskoka Shield winning an award this year was Tristan Sorensen, who won the most hard. Obviously, Muskoka didn't have the most amount of wins in the season, but Sorensen always showed up and played hard. The runners-up for that award were Savignac once again, and then Jordan Riviere once again from the Pirates. The most sportsmanlike player in the North Division was awarded to Jesper Eriksson of the Bradford Rattlers. The runner-ups were Kupek from Meaford and Eloi Bouchard from the Temiskaming Titans. And so it's, uh, you know, Eriksson, every time he stepped on the ice, he was very respectful. You know, didn't have anything negative to say about the players. Same with Kupek and Bouchard. Always just kind of went out there and, you know, tried to do well and be, be a good person on the ice. And then lastly, but not least, for the North Division Awards was the best coach. And so the three nominees were Craig Sescon from the Knights of Meaford, Mo Mantha from West Nipissing Lynx, and the eventual winner, David Mooney of the Bradford Rattlers, who led them to the second-best season in the history of the Rattlers, only being beat by the undefeated Rattlers team. And so Coach David Mooney walking away with the North Division's Coach of the Year. Next up, we're just going to talk about the award winners from the South Division this season. And so in the GMHL South this season, the most valuable player of the year was awarded to Ryan Hunter of the Bradford Bulls. And so Hunter set the Bulls points and goals record this season, uh, and he was near the top of the league in goal scoring as well. The runner-ups went to Ryan Fritz from the Renegades and Kyle Smith from the Durham Roadrunners. Fritz, like Levitsky in the other one, even though he didn't win MVP, did not walk away without an award as he was voted the best forward in the South Division. And so Fritz was, uh, you know, the runner-up was Hunter. And then Hayden Webster from the Durham Roadrunners. And so most valuable player and best forward with the Bulls, the Renegades, and Roadrunners all over those. Best defenseman in the South Division was awarded to Essa Patton. And so Patton won the award over Jedi Somersault and Jeremy Rotke from Streetsville Flyers. Uh, two players that I also wanted to mention that just had great seasons this year uh, would be Josh Booker from the Bulls and Nico Andropoulos from the North York Renegades. I think that they were both also given some consideration as well, but congratulations to Patton on winning the Defenseman of the Year. Best goalie, as voted, was Zane Clausen of the Niagara Predators. He spent majority of the season with the Bradford Rattlers before being acquired by the Predators at the deadline and played really impressively for Niagara as well. And 
he won the award over Nicholas Lewicki and Justin Sheets from the Windsor Aces and Lewicki from the North York Renegades. Next up, we had the Best Defensive Forward Award, and that was awarded to Tyler Arthurs of the Windsor Aces. The other finalists were Kyle Smith of the Durham Roadrunners and Nikolai Salov from the North York Renegades. Next up on the award docket was Rookie of the Year. And so I had Blake Torala penned in for this all season, but it's Simon Otaki of the St. George Raven who ends up taking home the award. Otaki had a great first year with the Ravens this year and uh, undoubtedly somebody who's deserving of that. And the runner-up was, was Blake Torala as well, along with Nolan Wires from the Niagara Predators. And then the Most Hard Award was awarded to Hayden Webster of the Durham Roadrunners. And so he beat out other finalists Tyler Arthurs and Samuel Senft both of the Windsor Aces. Semft, as of right now, uh, I should mention, is the leader in goals tied for it, but we still got to wait uh, for the rest of that Western Division regular season to play out to see if he ends up as the league leader in goals this season. And while being voted the player with the most heart was Hayden Webster, he was also voted the most sportsmanlike player in the division. And so Cameron Eisen and Joseph Leonti from the St. George Ravens and North York Renegades were also finalists, but it's Hayden Webster of the Durham Roadrunners who takes home the award. And his coach, Derek Smith, also took home this year's award for the Coach of the Year in the South Division. And so the runner-ups were Joe Burney from the Windsor Aces and Wade Club from the St. George Ravens. But Derek Smith takes home the ultimate award for Coach of the Year in the GMHL for the 2022-2023 South Division. So this part of the podcast was added on extra afterwards because we now actually have the West Division award winners for the season. And so I'm just going to go through them. And so the MVP for the Western Division this year was Dayton Chance of the High Prairie Red Wings. The runner-ups were Jesse Swanson and Dominic Beaver from Edson and Fox Creek. The best forward was Terrell Shop from Northern Alberta. Runner-ups were Ethan Many Bears from High Prairie and Caden Cardinal, also from High Prairie. The defenseman of the year, best defense, was Darian Aluk from Fox Creek. The runners-up were DeAndre McCarthy and Tyson Mitchell from Northern Alberta and Edson. The best goalie was Bradley Ronson of High Prairie. Runner-ups for that award were Skylar DeLalo and Dawson Holitsky from Northern Alberta and High Prairie. And the best defensive forward was Michael Beaverbones from Northern Alberta, with the runner-ups being Beaver from Fox Creek and Cronwit from Edson. The rookie of the year this year was Sasha Monroe from Slave Lake, uh, playing for the Ice Dogs in his first season. The runner-ups were Ethan Zago from Gibbons and Duncan Gaunt, also from Gibbons. Gaunt, however, even though he didn't win rookie of the year, did win the most hard award. And so from Gibbons, Gaunt won the award with Tyrick Blackhawk from Gibbons and Curtis Campbell from Northern Alberta being the runner-ups. Curtis Campbell, even though he was the runner-up from the, for the most hard, did win most sportsmanlike player. And so Patrick Bork from Slave Lake and Kyle Steinhauer from the from Northern Alberta were the most sportsmanlike runner-ups. And then the two coaches in the running for the best coach were Steve Arsenault from the Gibbons Pioneers, who ended up winning the award over Trent Maynard from the Highbury Red Wings. And one more thing that we can do now that the GMHL regular season is officially over, we can look at who the statistical leaders for the season were. So congratulations to the following players who led the league in their respective categories. So this year's goal-scoring champion with 54 goals in only 24 games in, say, more than two goals a game, was Caden Cardinal. He split time between Slave Lake, and now he's on High Prairie. And so he breed out Bryant Joseph and Terrell Shaw, who both had 53. Uh, Senf, who I mentioned, from Windsor, who had 52 and Fritz with 51, who were the goal-scoring leaders. Ryan Fritz 
who I just mentioned, was the assist leader this season. He had 80, which was 15 more than second-place Ryan Hunter from the Bulls. And Fritz also led the league in points, scoring 131, which was 15 more than second-place Hunter from the Bulls, with Bryant Joseph, Terrell Schott, and Keegan Ferguson as the top five rounding out with 106, 106, and 105. Uh, game-winning goals, the leader on the year was Ethan Many Bears who had nine game-winning goals in his 38 games played. Uh, followed behind was Fritz, Hunter, Leonti, and Jesse Swanson. And so the goaltending leaders as final of the year were Oliver Bellage had 21 wins in his 23 games. Uh, that was the most in the league. Bradley Ronson had 18. Lewicki and Beausoleil from North York and Ville-Marie had 16 apiece. And Robin Larson from the Knights had 15 wins on the season. And that was the top five with Belage leading the league in goal in wins this year. Goals against average this year, Dawson Holitsky. Uh, you had to have a minimum of 11 games played, and he just made the cut. So Dawson Holitsky with a 1-6-4 was the leader on the year. Uh, Belage with a 2-2-4. Uh, was second, Christopher Thompson from North York with a 2-3-8, and then John Marco, Payer, and Zach Smirno both with a 2-3-9-4 uh, Durham. And so those were the top five with Holiski leading the way. Total saves, Yaroslav Shibano was the league leader with 9.98. He had 16 more than second place, Sean Davis from Slave Lake. Tay Prochak also had over 900 with 9.09. Eloi Bouchard had 858 for the reigning Russell Cup champion Titans. And Justin Sheets for Windsor had 854 to round out the top five. And then finally in goaltending, the save percentage leaders, uh, Dawson Holitsky also led in that category with a 9.43. Uh, Balaj was right behind him with a 9-3-2, Smirnu and Payer with 9-3-1 and 9-2-8, and then Thompson at, from North York with a 9-2-8. Uh, so the same top five from the goals against average leader. The only difference is Thompson was in fifth and not in third, which bumped up the two Durham goalies. Halitsky and Balaj still at the top with Halitsky, the league leader for the season. And now it is playoff time. The second season is now beginning. In fact, we had our first game just yesterday. I'm recording this on the 21st. And on the 20th, the Flyers and Windsor face off with the Flyers taking the victory in the qualification round. And so they'll be playing the North York Renegades. But not to get ahead of myself, let's start off with full playoff predictions from me. I'm going to be starting off with the North Division. And so the first round matchups which are best of threes, are as follows. Uh, the Rattlers will not be included in the first round because they have a bye, so they move automatically to the second round. But the first round matchup is the Vilmarie Pirates versus the Bancroft Rockhounds. I have Vilmarie taking this one in a sweep, 2-0. Uh, to zero. Next up will be the Knights of Meaford and the South Muskoka Shield. I also have Meaford sweeping this series 2-0. to zero. And then the last matchup in the North Division first round is the Temiskaming Titans and the West Nipissing Lynx. Temiskaming finished fourth, and so they will have home ice, and that's what I think will be the difference maker in that series, as I have Temiskaming defeating the West Nipissing Lynx 2-1 to one in that series, with each team winning their home game, which means the second round, best of five in the North Division, in my opinion, these are my predictions, would be the Bradford Rattlers facing off against the Temiskaming Titans. And then the uh, Knights of Meaford facing off against the Vilmarie Pirates with the Rattlers and the Pirates having home ice. And so in a best of five series, I could see the Bradford Rattlers winning that one 3-1 to one over the Timiskaming Titans. And Meaford and Vilmarie, I think that could be a 3-2 to two series. Same as the Timiskaming series beforehand, I think Vilmarie could end up with uh, 
with the victories at home, even though Meaford has gone into Villemarie and taken the victory. But I am going to pick Villemarie to come out of that series 3-2 to two in Game 5. And that would leave our division final with a trip to the national championship, the Bradford Rattlers and the Villemarie Pirates. And I think that one is a seven-game series that I think the Rattlers come out with. They've looked very strong so far this season. And uh, I see no reason why they, they shouldn't be booking themselves a trip to the national championship. Uh, but those are just my predictions based on what I think will happen in the North Division. In the South Division, in the first round, it will be a three-game series as well. And we do have our matchups finally set now that Streetsville has defeated Windsor in the play-in game and the elimination. And so North York and Streetsville will play three a three-game series. I think North York will sweep that 2-0. to zero. Durham against Tottenham, the two and seven seeds. I think Durham will win that two to zero. Bradford against Northumberland. And so I think Bradford will win that two to zero. And then Niagara Predators and the St. George Ravens. I think the Ravens do have a shot in this one. So I'm going to say the Niagara Predators take this one two to one. And goalie Zane Clausen has a big series for the Niagara Predators. And so obviously not a whole lot of upsets being picked here. I picked the top four seeds in each division to win. And so then in the second round of the South, that would leave the North York Renegades facing off with the Predators. I think that they sweep that series 3-0 to zero in the five-game series. Uh, North York has just been extremely so strong. And then one of the series of the playoffs will probably be the second-round matchup between the Bradford Bulls and the Durham Roadrunners. Uh, this one is anyone's contest. Uh, I think I'd have to go with Bradford in this one in Game 5. I think that Ryan Hunter has just been on another level, and when he wants to turn it up, he can, which would leave in a seven-game series the North York Renegades and the Bradford Bulls. And for as much as you know the, the talent that the Bradford Bulls have, I think that the North York Renegades would take that one also in a seven-game series, just like I picked in the North Division Finals. Uh, and the North York Renegades advancing to the national championship so far with the Bradford Rattlers, who I predict, and the host to Miskaming Titans. And then in the West Division, the playoffs have been split up into two different sections, and so we have the Alberta section and we have the um, BC section. And so the BC section will be only uh, a three-team playoff, and so McKenzie will receive a bye to the second round of that playoffs. And so... Uh, it'll be Burns Lake and Kitty Matt facing off. I personally think Kitty Matt's going to come out of that series and then uh, lose to McKenzie. And so whoever does end up winning the BC division, who I'm predicting McKenzie, will play off against the winner of the Alberta division, and that winner will go to the national championship. And so I'm just going to do a little preview of the Alberta division. Uh, the Red Wings and the Tomahawks both received buys to the second round. And so the two first-round matchups that we have are the Edson Eagles and the Gibbons Pioneers, where I predict that Edson, Edson will sweep their first round matchup and then the Fox Creek Ice Kings and the Slave Lake Ice Dogs and so I think Slave Lake has a really good chance to come away with a victory in this one even though Fox Creek has looked uh, looked strong I think Slave Lake will be the first first round upset that I picked so far and so I have Slave Lake winning that one two to one in the best of three divisional quarterfinal and then that would mean the semifinal, semifinal would be the Red Wings versus the Ice Dogs and the Tomahawks versus the Eagles. I think both the Red Wings and the Tomahawks are just the class of the Alberta division and they will sweep their best of seven series in the divisional semifinal. Uh, four to nothing. I do think that either Edson or Slave Lake could maybe take a game from the Red Wings and the Tomahawks, but so far this season, those teams have just been dominating. 
which would leave the Alberta Divisional Final, which is a best of seven, the Red Wings versus the Tomahawks. And so I'm going to pick the Red Wings in six games. The Tomahawks have been one of the only teams that can show they can beat the Red Wings so far this season, but I think the Red Wings have just been, you know, kind of playing at a top elite level for the last few years, and they're ready to earn that berth in the national championship and represent the West, which I have them doing because I do think that when the Red Wings play the Mackenzie Mountaineers, who I predict to come out of BC in a three-game series to go to the national, I think that the Red Wings will win that and sweep that two games to zero. And so finally, that would bring us to our national championship featuring what I predict will be the Bradford Rattlers, the North York Renegades, the High Prairie Red Wings, and the Timiskaming Titans. And so if it does go that way, I mean, it would be the teams that showed that they deserve to do it throughout the regular season by becoming first in their divisions, as I'm picking all three division winners to make it to the national championship. Uh, I think that the two teams that come out of uh, the national championship round robin will be the North Division Bradford Rattlers and the South Division North York Renegades. And I think that I'm not going to be picking a winner for that one. Uh, I think that either team could host the trophy and would deserve to. I mean, obviously, Bradford has been the best team in the league so far record-wise this season. But North York is looking to bring a championship back to the South Division and, you know, uh, kind of culminate in the in the special seasons from Fritz and Leonti and Somersall and Andropolis. And uh, yeah, so I think both teams have a real shot to win it at the end, but that is my pick for the national championship final, which will be the Bradford Rattlers versus the North York Renegades. And so I'm going to be checking in again in a couple of weeks on this stuff. Um, but yeah, that's my playoff uh, prediction and preview for you guys. And because we took a little bit of time to record in between, uh, so you also have my full playoff predictions, but now we're going to preview the second round of the playoffs because all the matchups are now set for the second round of the GMHL playoffs. And so we're going to be starting off with the number one seed Bradford Rattlers versus the number four seed Tamiskaming Titans. Uh, the Rattlers won the season series 6-0. to zero. The top scorers for each of the teams were... Levitsky, who was the league's top forward as voted, and Erickson with seven with 93 and 76 points. Rodine also finished with 69 points, just right behind them. Hardy had himself another great offensive season for the Titans with 86 points on the year. Gregoire was behind him in scoring for the Titans with 50 points. Uh, the top defensemen were Lavalet with 49 points for the Timiskaming Titans and Danila Filipov. Uh, the actual leading scorer and defenseman was Pavel Rajkov, so I just want to give a shout-out to him. But Filipov, since he joined, has been more than a point per game out of D. And so Filipov with 17 points on the season. And then obviously the top two goalies are Goalie of the Year finalist from last season, Elwa Bouchard, who is the most recent starting goalie to win the Russell Cup, and Oliver Balazs, who is the most recent starting goalie to win the Goalie of the Year. And so it's going to be quite a battle between these two teams. Obviously, Tamiskaming has already locked up their spot in the national championship, but we got a five-game series between these two teams, and I know Bradford's going to be wanting to send a message, given that this is their actual first play of the playoffs so far, having had that bye in the first round. And so the second matchup in the North is the number two seed, Bill Marie Pirates, versus the number three seed, Meaford Knights. And so this is the matchup that I've been looking forward to the most in the North, aside from a possible uh, North Division final matchup between one of these two teams and the Rattlers. And so the Pirates versus the Knights. So the Pirates won the series 4-3 to three on the year. 
the top scorers for each team. So Riviere uh, had 103 points, uh, which was a new record for the Bill Murray Pirates. And the most valuable player in the North Division, Olivier Lamotte, had 89 points on the season. And then for the Knights, we had Thomas Kupek with 75 points. He was the best defensive forward in the league as voted by his peers or as voted by the um, management and staff in the league. And so Adam Polak was right behind him with 66 points. And then the top defenseman on each team, we actually had the defenseman of the year on the Vilmarie Pirates. So that was uh, Bork, ETN Bork, who had 46 points. And then one of the players that I think was definitely a consideration for the defenseman of the year was Declan Flanagan. And he had 51 points for the Knights of Meaford. And so the top goalies on the season are going to be Emil Beausoleil. And he's going to go up against the duo of Robin Larson and Corey Richardson. Richardson, who was acquired by the... Uh, uh, Neiford Knights from West Nipissing at the deadline. And so this one has the, has all the makings to go the distance. I mean, it was if in a seven game series in the year, it went all seven games essentially. And so I see no reason why this couldn't go to game five. And uh, it could be the, the firepower of the Knights of, or of the Vilmarie Pirates that end up bringing this one, but it also could be the defensive shutdown play of the Knights of Meaford that end up taking it down. And so, Either one of these could go. I've already given my predictions in the podcast. But yeah, this could go either way for this series. In the South Division, we're going to start off with the first matchup featuring the number one seed. That's the North York Renegades versus the number four seed uh, Niagara Predators. And so the top scorers for the Renegades and the league, uh, Ryan Fritz with 131 points on the year. He was voted the forward of the year this year. And Joseph Leonti, who also had 100 points. And then for the Niagara Predators, uh, it was Tro uh, Anthony Tropi with 48 points and Cameron Sauvois with uh, 45 points that were leading the Niagara Predators. The top defenseman, uh, Somersault, with 55 points for North York, as well as Andropolis. I believe he had 51 or 52 points. I don't have the number right in front of me, but he was another player that all year or at least the back half of the season after seeing him at the All-Star Game in the showcase, I was very impressed with. And then uh, Nick Savoie uh, had 28 points for the Niagara Predators. And so Niagara does have the South Division Goalie of the Year. That's Zane Clausen. Uh, the Renegades have the runner-up, and that's Nicholas Lewicki. And so the Renegades won the series 4 to nothing on the season. I do predict that the Renegades are going to win this series 3-0. to zero. Perhaps Zane Clausen can steal a game for the Predators, but otherwise I think the Renegades are full throttle as they look to, to go through the second round at this point. And what could be the series of the South Division playoffs, once again, just in you know, ignoring the fact that one of these two teams could go up against the Renegades in the finals. But this series between the number three seed Bradford Bulls and the number two seed Durham Roadrunners has all the makings to be a classic. And so the top scorers for each of the teams, uh, for the Bulls, the MVP of the South Division, Ryan Hunter, had 116 points. There was a considerable drop-off in forward scoring for the Bradford Bulls, and so Connor Gardner was the next, uh, about 70 points lower than Hunter. He had 44 points on the season. And then the Durham Roadrunners were led by a trio of 70-point players. So Kyle Smith, Hayden Webster and Trevor Urquhart had 79, 76, and 72 points. The top D on the season. So this um, 
This matchup features the defenseman of the year in the South Division. That's Essa Patton, who had 56 points for the Bradford Bulls. And then Shepard from Durham had 24 points on the season. And then the top goalies uh, for the year. Uh, Durham has such a, a stable of goalies. I think it's hard to pick exactly which goalie is going to be the best. Um, but they do have uh, some great goaltenders that are absolutely capable of, you know, being in there any given night. And so that's a luxury that I'm sure any team would love to have. And then for the Bulls, it's probably going to be Dominic Marquise having the net on most nights. Um, but they do have Anton Lovenheim and Ethan Sensenig, who have both stepped up big this season and have been able to win series or win games that maybe they've been counted out of. And this series was tied 2-2 two to two during the regular season. And so this series, more than any other, I think, could be the closest. I think it's going the distance all five games. We're going to find out once it gets started whether or not maybe one of the teams is a little bit more fired up than the others. But I really do think this is a five-game series, and I've already made my prediction. I do think that uh, Hunter could lead the way with the Bulls coming out of this one, but don't be surprised to see Durham make it to the South Division Finals. And then lastly, but not least, we have the two second-round matchups from the Western Alberta Division. And so we have the High Prairie Red Wings at number one seed going up against the Fox Creek Ice Kings. And so the the Red Wings won the season series 8 to nothing. The, the top scorers on each team. Uh, so for the top forwards, we had Ferguson with 105 points, uh, many Bears with 90, and then the MVP of the North, of the West Division, uh, Dayton Chance with 82 points. And then on the Ice King side, we had Hamlin and Beaver with 66 and 58 points. The top defensemen leading each team are going to be uh, Desjardins, Caden Desjardins, and then the actual defensive uh, defenseman of the year in the West Division. That's going to be Darian Aluk. So Desjardins had 65 points from the uh, Red Wings. And then for the Ice Kings, Darian Aluk had 54 points uh, on the season. And so top goalie was goalie of the year, Bradley Ronson. And then for the Red Wings and then Lucas Jacob for the Ice Kings, I predict that the Red Wings are going to have no problem in the series and they're going to be working their ways towards the Western Division Finals. And then the other second round matchup in the Alberta Division of the West is the Northern Alberta Tomahawks at number two versus the Edson Eagles at number three. And so the top scoring forwards for each team were Terrell Schott and Brian Joseph, each with 106 points for the Tomahawks. Terrell Schott was the forward of the year in the West Division. Jesse Swanson, who was one of the MVP finalists for Edson uh, with 83 points on the season and Cronwit uh, with 78 points. The top defensemen on the year were DeAndre McCarthy with 53 points from Northern Alberta and Tyson Mitchell with 63 points from the Edson Eagles. And then in terms of goaltending, uh, one of the goaltending goalie of the year finalists on the year was actually Skylar DeLallo from the Northern Alberta Tomahawks. And so that is the top goaltender going into the series for the Tomahawks. And then on Edson's side of the goaltending, uh, they had quite a few players played, uh, you know, a good chunk of games this year. I think Bronson Gregoire could be one of the top goaltenders there as well. But also you have John Sebastian Dubé uh, Ayala, Merrick McNeil, and Reed McClellan, who all played meaningful games for the Edson Eagles. And so wouldn't be surprised to see any of them getting the starts once the season get once the series gets going. But I do think that it's it's full Tomahawks versus Red Wings for the Alberta portion of the Western Division. And so I don't think that the Tomahawks are going to be uh, 
losing the series. However, I do think Edson will win a couple of the games. I think it could be a 3-2 series for the Northern Alberta Tomahawks. The Tomahawks only won the season series 5-3. And so I do think that there's a chance that Edson could take some games here. And so thank you all so much for listening in one more time as I went through all of the award winners in both divisions, uh, my personal playoff predictions, the second round playoff preview with the matchups that we now know are set. And I'm going to be getting back to you, you know, within the next couple of weeks, whether that be uh, divisional final times or whether that be looking towards the national championship, which I will be in attendance at and will be getting interviews. And so I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. We are now into March. And thank you so much for listening, sharing, and subscribing on any major podcast platform. 